Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation as usual as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Right, here we go. What you think about Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. If you enjoyed our opening music, it's called Clarion Call by the Mark Arneson Band, and you can download that on any of your favorite music platforms. Mark and his band just do a marvelous job. For those of you that are new to our show, I'm Lori LeBay, your host. And uh, Alzheimer's Speaks was created because my own mother lived with the disease for 30 years. So our focus is not just about sound bites. We want to give you sound news. Our goal is to raise all voices, big and small, all around the world. And so maybe, just maybe, you can be one of our next guests. Today we have a live show, and I'm really excited about this because it's about the passion of music and the therapy music holds for us. And you too can join the conversation by calling 323 323- Eight seven zero four six zero two. That's three two three eight seven zero four six zero two. Now, before I introduce our guest, I'm going to have my co-host uh, Kate Lau introduce herself. Kate, do you want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself? I sure will. <laughs> hi, Laurie. Um, hi, everyone. Um, my name is Kate Lau. I'm calling from Illinois, uh, Champaign, Illinois, and I'm a co-host for uh, for the show. And uh, I have I live with uh, behavior variant frontotemporal dementia, and uh, I'm very interested in anything uh, that can help with uh, dementia uh, patients or people living with dementia. So especially music. So here I am. Can't wait to to hear um, whatever there is that's coming up today. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks for introducing yourself. I need to give a shout out to to Artist Senior Living of Wilmot. Um, that's in Illinois. I'm going to be doing an event for them called the Caregiver Survival Camp. That'll be March 23rd between uh, 5.30 and 6.30 Central Time. And you can register for that. It's free at 224-408-3152 or go to theartistway.com forward slash Wilmette events. I'd love to uh, have you take part in that. That'll That'll be a fun one. Now, today, I'm going to introduce you to Maya Adout. She's the founder of Maya Music Therapy, and she herself is a certified music therapist, which a lot of people don't even know what that is, so we'll learn more about that. And she specializes in working with seniors with dementia 
an Alzheimer's uh, disease, and she has developed a, a great team with her business. So welcome, Maya. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Happy well, to good. be here. Good. I, I love this topic. Every time, you know, we do it, it is just, I always learn something new. Um, but before mm-hmm. I go into my line of questioning, I always ask every guest if they've been personally touched by dementia um, in some shape or form in their own family or circle of friends. You know, I haven't in my own circle of friends or in my family. I actually, when I went into study music therapy, I imagined that I'd be working with children. That was my goal. But then my first placement in my program happened to be in a long-term care facility with seniors mostly living with dementia. And that very first day, I just was in awe of how powerful music was and how much these individuals benefited from from music therapy. And I right then and there said, this is who I should be working with and this is what I'd like to do. It's so funny because so many people who um, end up engaging with people with dementia are just so shocked at their own mm-hmm. personal response and their draw to it and, um, and the power that they have to make a difference in people's lives. So I'm glad that, I'm glad that your path t- took a turn there because we, we need more people like you um, in the realm of dementia. Why don't we start out with talking about what the heck is music therapy and how do you become a music therapist? Sure. I get that question a lot. Everyone says, wait, wait a minute, what is music therapy? So in summary, music therapy is the use of music to achieve therapeutic goals. And this is done through a therapeutic relationship with a certified music therapist. So those goals can be emotional goals, physical, social goals, communicative, and even spiritual. And to become a music therapist, you have to graduate from a bachelor's or master's degree in music therapy. You must complete a 1,000-hour supervised internship and pass a board-certifying exam. So th- there's a th- there's a lot there. I think sometimes people think you just put on the radio and and off you go and you let your intuition guide you, but it's much more detailed than that. And um, is there scientific evidence in terms of what music therapy can do? There is, and you know, speaking of first music and what music can do, in and of itself, music one of the incredible things about music with those living with dementia is that it's often stored, music is stored in our, in our long-term memory and it's stored often the music from our childhood is, is stored. And we find that those who may have, you know, difficulty with memory recall or uh, understanding their orientation in their environment can still recognize music from their past and music that they've loved and not only recognize it, but, sing along to it and engage with it. So there's lots of, uh, there's been many, many neuroscience studies to show how music impacts and remains intact in our brains. Um, And music therapists just take that, take that science and use it in an an applicable uh, therapeutic way. Okay, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just Mm going to pull pull Kate in and see if she has um, any questions so far. Kate, any questions from you so far? 
And I was just thinking uh, that, you know, just watching um, Seniors with Dementia before I became uh, a dementia patient myself, I worked with dementia, uh, Seniors with Dementia, is that I noticed that there's a very tight inherent connection between the memory systems in our brain and their auditory uh, brain such that just listening to sounds and listening to familiar sounds will evoke memory. Am I correct? You're correct, yes. Music can evoke memory recall. And you're right, it doesn't always have to be music, but it can be familiar sounds. Um, so yes. whether that's, you know, the sounds of, of the kitchen or the sounds of the beach or, you know, anything that might have been familiar throughout, throughout their lives. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. That's a great question. Yeah, Kate always comes up with good ones. Um, let's talk about about um, why music therapy is so important for people living with with Alzheimer's and other types of dementia. Sure. Oh, there's so many reasons I could go on probably all day, but I think probably the the most important thing to point out is that for those living with Alzheimer's and dementia, music tends to help them connect and it connects them not only to the people around them but also to themselves and to their environment so we just find that music is music therapy is such a powerful connecting force so an example I can give you is you know somebody who may uh, well I can tell you a specific uh, patient that I worked with who pretty much for most of the day would uh, sit in sit in her chair and sometimes stare at the TV, but often just stare, would stare down at the floor. And people would come and try to engage with her, but she didn't hardly looked up to to speak with them or to engage with them in any way. And every time I came in with the music and began singing a song that's quite sometimes quite popular with with seniors in in long-term care homes, which is You Are My Sunshine. She would look up right at me, look me straight in the eyes, and sing, sing with me, and sing and smile, begin tapping her hands and fingers and toes to the beat of the music, sometimes hold my hands and sway from side to side, dancing to the music. And she suddenly, you know, just was connected with with me and with with her environment and with herself and that's really that's really why it's so important even if we can help someone connect and engage for a short period of time that is so meaningful it's so meaningful for them it's so meaningful for their families and and their and their loved ones yeah i i can relate to that you know with my mom uh, we experienced just the power of music with her absolutely mm-hmm. incredible in fact, I have on my YouTube channel, um, there are probably about, I don't know, eight or eight or nine short little video clips of my oh. mom just engaging. And it was unbelievable. And my mom's been gone, you know, seven years. But I can be having the worst mm-hmm. day of my life and go back and watch one of those. And it just fills mm-hmm. my heart and makes my day yes. because I know she you know, was having a great time. We had a scheduled like an hour and she only lasted about a half an hour and she would kind of doze off and then come back in. But there were mm. so many signs of joy. You know, she would try to say some mm-hmm. of the words, the smile on her face, the, 
the dimples, the glint in the eye, the, the toes tapping, the fingers going, mm-hmm. um, the giggle, all of those things yes. as a daughter just embedded right into my heart. And it was just, uh, I, you know, I, I will, I, I don't know. I, I'm just so glad I have those moments. Um, yes, absolutely. You know, it's just just really, really powerful. Kate, do you do you feel music affects you? Yes, definitely. Um, every now and then, because my late husband was the same age as my husband, uh, so <laughs> they listen to the same kinds of music, and when we hear certain music, then it just throws me back to a certain time, a certain place I was in. I wouldn't have thought about it, but just because he played the song, then I say, oh, I remember exactly where we were, you know, uh, where we were dancing, where where we were, and and I remember all the words to this song. I would not mm-hmm. have remembered that song or the words to that song if he had not played that music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And And I was, you know, thrown back all the way, you know, because of, my uh, frontal lobe, um, my uh, it's like, oh, shoot, it's it's difficult to think of everything. Even though I still have a lot of my, I don't lose my uh, long term memory, but I don't mm-hmm. go back there. But then when mm-hmm. I hear those songs that he plays, then it just takes me all the way back. Wow. Mm-hmm. It just takes me yes all the way back and. Uh, and the memories come back, and I think it's the same with with the um, with uh, Laurie, with your mom, and and the seniors that I've seen when uh, somebody sings "Amazing Grace." Oh, their mm-hmm. eyes lit up. They forgot the words. You don't care about the words. They will use their own words. Who cares, you know? But they're clapping and they're they're uh, stamping their feet and they're happy, and that's the main thing. You know, Absolutely. it's happiness for them. Yeah. Yes, and, you know, you bring up a good point because something I'd love to share to you that music therapists, when they're working with, with patients and the patients have these sudden memories that come flooding back because of a, a song that you bring in or, or a musician mm-hmm. that you bring in, and the music therapist is really trained to then help the patient work through those memories and so be supportive and, you know, be, be validating for them and a strong a support system um, because sometimes, you know, those memories may be really pleasant and other times music can bring back difficult memories or remind us of a loved one and that we're, that we're still grieving or, you know, so music therapists can really be a wonderful support in those moments. You know, I think that's a really good point that you brought up, Maya, was that music can also trigger some difficult times. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, there are certain songs. I mean, I think about just driving in my car, then I can be really happy, and then maybe I can be really sad at the next moment, missing somebody. Yes. And so knowing what those triggers are ahead of time is really important. When you mentioned You Are My Sunshine, that was one of my mom's favorite, favorite songs, mm-hmm. um, yes. especially during during the end. You know, prior to that, it was big bands and, and things like that, and her Frank Sinatra, but... You know, at her funeral, mm-hmm. we played um, You Are My Sunshine. Everybody walked out the door singing that, mm-hmm. you know, and it was yeah. just really, really <laughs> uplifting. And, um, 
it, it was it was just very special. It is, and you and you never know what song will trigger that will trigger you know a, a difficult memory or something challenging for someone. And it is we always say you know as music therapists, it's really important to to be aware of that if you're if you don't have a music therapist present um, and there's music playing, you know you you really want to be aware at all times that music is extremely extremely triggering and evokes so many memories and so many emotions. Yeah, and some people might not get sad; they might get downright mad or angry, you know, over, Absolutely. over a song too. <laughs> it triggers them. It might, be, might might get more aggressive. Now, I've That's I've also true. heard with music that um, that therapists are trained. So, I mean, you can you can bring somebody up gradually in a mood, and you know, you can get them to rest and be calm, or or to be you know their bodies be more active. Um, how do you do that? Yes, that's a great question. So one example I can share with you is, you know, we often, when we're working in care facilities, a music therapist will often get referrals from the behavioral staff who are hoping to help reduce agitation um, of somebody who who's having a challenging moment. And how music therapists do that, and one way they do that is by using something we call the ISO principle. So that is, is that we really, with the music, we meet our patients where they are. So if somebody is feeling very agitated, similarly to, you know, if you were to try to bring, calm them down with words verbally, you would probably not say, oh, just calm down, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't say, oh, let's just relax. Um, because that may be more agitating and they're not in that space at that time. So similarly, we, we won't use a song that's very relaxing or music that's very relaxing to try to calm someone down right away. We'll, we'll meet them where they are with the music. So if they're feeling agitated and their body movements are quick and, um, you know, energized, we'll meet them in the music in that way with something upbeat and with something to grab their attention. Mm-hmm. And then we'll slowly, together with with the patient, we'll slowly, slowly bring that music down, start to make it a little bit more slow, a little bit more relaxing, and we'll come, we'll meet them where they are and bring them to their desired mood state in a in a slow and gradual way. And this works not only, it doesn't always work, of course, but it mostly works not only with mood and reducing agitation, but also uh, even physiologically. So we often, when we're working in end-of-life care or in palliative care, if somebody has an increased heart rate and we want to help regulate that, we'll also, we can meet them in the music at their heart rate and then slowly help the music, you know, bring it a little slower, and their heart will often find that their heart rate matches that slower tempo. Have you come across uh, like overstimulation of the brain? Like, I you know, heard. it's it's too much for, for for one person or two people because my husband, I swear, he's hard of hearing, but he will, mm. of course, say, I can hear you. You can hear me because I'm screaming, um, but mm. your TV is too loud. And you have the radio mm-hmm. on, and the and the dog is here talking to me, and uh, yes. I'm, you know, I'm plugging my ears, and you, you can see that, you know. So yes. I might enjoy the music, but 
my brain is overstimulated, and now I am angry. So yes. I'm just I'm just doing this like a, a personal uh, example of my own you know case. So sure. then during um, happy hour <laughs> at mm-hmm. the, at the senior facility, and uh, somebody acting out. Do you do you think that some of it is overstimulation? Could it be? I think it it definitely could be, absolutely. And sometimes it's hard to know. You know, there are times yeah. when I've worked in a in a group uh, setting, mm-hmm. and and I have noticed, just like you're saying, you know, somebody maybe plugging their ears and beginning to feel mm-hmm. frustrated. And um, but when we work one to one, we can usually we usually can mitigate that a lot easier, right? We can we can get that sense right away if it's a bit too stimulating. But yes, absolutely. We we do have to be very aware that, you know, one one level of energy or uh volume of music or whatever have you may be great for one individual, maybe overstimulating for another. I'll ask one more question. Yes. <laughs> before before I'll I'll you know um before I'll jump in again and, and interject there. Sure. Um, uh, do, do you think that the way of humming is the way of wanting to sing but does not how to express that, oh, I want to sing, but they're humming or is it mm-hmm. just uh, humming is just a part of uh, calming themselves down? I've always wanted to know what that is all about. Mm, I think it can be both. It can be either or it can be both, and sometimes it's hard to know. If you see somebody, you know, hear someone humming uh, and you can recognize the tune, uh, it's mm-hmm. nice to try to maybe engage with them in their in their humming and maybe try to encourage some singing along. Um, but other times, sure, it can be it can be a way to calm to calm yourself down to regulate your 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 emotions and and your your state of mind in the moment. So it can definitely be be either or. I am sure that you have come across uh, patients that are just sitting there and hum, or they hum all day mm-hmm. long, or, or mm-hmm. hum like for hours, you know, and, and rocking. And I don't think that is, you know, music. I think that is trying to calm themselves, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I think it, it can definitely be a way to regulate the way that they're feeling, absolutely. Absolutely, it can be it can be calming, and we can use. Uh, you bring up a good point too, because you know anyone can use music for themselves as well to to regulate their emotions and and uh, and feel good or feel feel relaxed. So it's something that yes. you know if you want to work with a music therapist, you can do that. But mm-hmm. you can also learn learn ways to use it for your for yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> makes a lot yes. of sense. Good, cool. Great questions, Kate. I love it. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, can you share with us, um, in terms of your you yourself and your company, Maya, um, who hires you? Is it families? Is it businesses? Yeah, so it, it is it's both. So we work with privately with individuals and in that case the family would hire hire us to work with their loved one. And we also work with what we call community partners. So we'll work with uh care facilities, whether they're long term care, memory care, retirement homes, hospice centers, 
Um, and, you know, we'll work, we also work with Alzheimer's societies. Um, so we do a little bit of both working with community partners and individuals in their homes. Okay, great. And yes. when you when you're hired, what what are some of the common reasons um, people hire you for? Is it specific um, situations with people that they're trying to change, or is it yes. entertainments more? What are they What are they looking for? So, so with music therapy, it's usually it's not entertainment, but it's usually that they're finding something has potentially decreased. Um, with their loved ones. So maybe their socialization has decreased, which has been definitely the case uh, throughout COVID. Um, so they're really looking for a way to improve their, their loved one's socialization and help them have meaningful connections with, with others. Sometimes they've, you know, they've seen a major decrease in their loved one's cognitive or even physical or communicative abilities and they know that music can be a, an important tool to to help maintain the, the abilities that they have. Other times they, they just find that they call us and say, you know, music is engaging in music is one of the only times my my mother or my father seems to get a sense of real joy. And can you help us, you know, help them experience that further and, and bring more of that into their lives. So sometimes it's not about a specific goal they want to work on, but it's really just about the quality of life. That makes a lot of, makes a lot of sense. I think sometimes people think that they need to have something specific and, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to have something specific when you don't always understand what the service yes. is. Um, but you yes. know that it, it can be helpful, you know, with that. That's why I wanted to, to ask that <clears throat> that situation there. Um, I am going to just take a short little break here and just okay. give some shout-outs to the people, and we will be right back. Um, the first thing I want to do is just a shout-out to the Memory Cafe directory. Um, this is just a great, great resource. There are five different directories for five different countries. You can go to memorycafedirectory.com to find out where those cafes are for you. And for people who don't know what a memory cafe is, it's for people with dementia and their care partners, a place where they can come together and feel free and safe and, and have fun with their peers. Um, you go to Cafe Connect on the site. That'll get you to the virtual ones because many aren't gathering right now uh, during COVID. The other I want to mention is Dementia Map, which is a global resource directory. And it's wonderful not only for families and people living with dementia to find resources, but for other businesses. So a lot of times we think we know everything that's out there, and there's no way any of us can know all of the wonderful resources that are out there. So check out DementiaMap.com, and if you'd like a tour, um, you can sign up for one right on the site. I'd be more than glad to take you through that. And then I want to shout out to Coral Health as well. They are still allowing people to download uh, two of their free music apps. One is Music First and the other is Coral Faith. And that's C-O-R-O uh, health.com where you can get that. And then, of course, I want to shout out to Arthur Senior Living. 
They have been wonderful about sponsoring our Memory Cafe on the second and the fourth Wednesday of each month, and anyone is invited to attend that. We're going to hear from the Footbar Walker, and we will be right back. Introducing the life-changing Footbar Walker. I'm Peggy from Danville, Kentucky, and I'm 91 years old. The Footbar Walker revolutionized my care of George. The saving that I made from having to put him in a nursing home came to about $192,000. The Footbar Walker opens and closes just like a standard walker. The only thing that is different is the top bar and the foot bar. Does that ever make a difference? Does someone you love use a walker? Do they struggle to get up from a seated position? Are you a caregiver dealing with physical pain and stress as you help your patient? The Footbar Walker was designed to assist not only the patient, but also the caregiver. Patients have more control standing up, and no lifting from the caregiver is required. See how it works at thefootbarwalker.com. That's the thefootbarwalker.com. Peggy, would you recommend the Footbar Walker? Do I ever? I would not be in the health that I'm in today at this age had it not been for the Footbar Walker. Wonderful. Um, Now, Maya, one of the things I want to ask you is, you know, I'm sure your business got all jambled up just like everybody else's with COVID. So how have you guys adapted um, to being able to you know, serve people with music therapy um, in the virtual world we're now living in. Yes, we, you know, we did have to adapt and we adapted quite quickly because we wanted to make sure as best as possible that there wasn't a huge gap in services for for the clients that we serve. Um, We shifted to providing most of our services over Zoom. At first, we were a little reluctant and wondering, you know, if there would be lag time, um, if we'd be able to sing together without it, you know, being all muffled and sound quality and, and whatnot. But we were very pleasantly surprised to see that it it works quite well. We can still connect. We can still build the rapport over Zoom and over the computer. And we can still make music. It's we have to be sometimes a bit creative with with how we make music. Of course, we can't play instruments together, and um, there's a few limitations. But thankfully, music therapists are pretty creative and, and can find ways to make it work. So we've been very, very grateful that we can still connect with our clients. Some oh, of our – yeah, well, just, some of our care facilities, I was just going to say – uh, have continued to have us in person um, and considered us an essential service, which is also fantastic. Oh, wonderful. I was looking at your site and I saw yes. some of the engagements where, you know, they were, um, you're playing music with somebody, you've got your mask on. I saw one where mm-hmm. there was somebody um, outside playing a guitar and somebody inside, you know, their window looking out right. another another one was sitting you know watching her computer just uh mm-hmm. it totally totally engaged and then i love this mm-hmm. other one where there was a man playing piano um and then on the ipad it looks like um was the music therapist and i just thought yeah. what a wonderful way you know in diverse way to be able to to engage with people what kind of feedback are you getting we're, you know, for the families who are, have their loved ones signed up, we're getting really excellent feedback. Um, we're, you know, they're saying that this is 
oftentimes they're saying this is just a real highlight of their week. Uh, and they are just, you know, they see that they're lighting up and that they're happy and enjoying enjoying themselves even after the session is over for, for some time. So we're really happy about that. And some care facilities we work with, what we have them do is we have the recreation staff bring an iPad from room to room and we'll, you know, have maybe 15 or 20 minute one-to-one sessions with the residents living at the care facility. And we're getting really positive feedback from, from that as well, just that it's brightening their days a little bit and adding a bit of a bit of sunshine for yep. them. Yep, I yeah. can believe that. Um, Kate, yeah. I want to pull you. I want to pull you back in again, um, in terms of your thoughts with this virtual work with with music therapy. Virtual work with okay. Um, I noticed that we had um, a tea time. You know, mm-hmm. um, we don't care if it's tea time or whatever. You know, as long as there's cookies, everybody's coming. Cookies and donuts <laughs> attract people. Yes. <laughs> and tea and coffee and some lemonade, you know, mm-hmm. and that's good. But then also the piano attracts mm-hmm. people, right? Even if it's played softly and then suddenly you see a crowd gathering around the piano. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always look at that and I thought, you know what? Is it the donuts? Or is it the piano? Because <laughs> they gravitate towards the piano, and uh, they they don't sing the same song, but they're just happy. What's that? Yes. <laughs> what <Yes>. is that? <laughs> so <laughs> you, you tell yeah. me what that is all about. Is it that <laughs> it's it's such a happy thing? It's just like we're having a party. Hmm. You know, something important, I think, to say is that for many seniors, you know, mm-hmm. throughout their mm-hmm. their upbringing or their, throughout their lives, music was a very social part of their lives. So they really mm-hmm. connect music with getting together with people, getting together with friends, mm-hmm. getting together with loved ones, just like you said, sitting around the piano uh, and enjoying themselves. And I think that when when oftentimes people hear music, they just associate it with, with a, you know, a social experience and getting together with friends. So I think that yes. that's probably what you're seeing there. Right. And, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I mean, somebody might sing, you are my sunshine. Okay. And then the other mm-hmm. might sing amazing grace, which is a very hot number. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and uh, suddenly somebody comes up with, Kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. Yeah. And, and that's another hot one. And yeah. I don't know, we, we, everybody knows how to sing kumbaya, but everybody's singing kumbaya, and uh, they have such a keen hearing. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, <laughs> because mm-hmm. I love music myself, and I do play yeah. some music, and I really like this is really fantastic. They pick up yes. so quickly, isn't it? Yes, and, uh, it is. And, and, yeah, and then they, why don't we have more of this than going for activities where they have yes. to, you know, do things like um, all kinds of stuff, like watercolor, and then they get mad, and then they 
go around and picking on each other's shirt or, you know, making each other angry or take a doll and mm. hit somebody. I mean, like, why mm. don't we sing more often, you know, because that's yeah. what they, they like to do, do what they like to do. And also, yeah. uh, the evening, in the evening, we have sundowners. That is the right. time to have disco. <laughs> because they'll be taking off, you know, their um, clothing and walking around, and they're not ready to sleep, and we put them to sleep. You see, mm-hmm. even I don't feel sleepy at 9 o'clock, and you put me mm-hmm. to sleep, I tend to get out of bed. You can't restrain sure. me. Right? So why don't we play music? Take them to another place where, instead of the TV room, to another annex of the building. Play music. Everybody's happy. Play music. But no, they must go to bed. Why Mm. must they go to bed when they can listen to music which makes them happy? Mm -hmm. Is there a reason? Can you introduce that or can you suggest that to to more facilities that, you know, why don't we do this? I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, that's that's such a that's such a great idea. We some of the facilities who contact us do ask us to come in during sundowning Um, Uh and they, they have specified that that would be helpful and that would be a great time to have music yes. therapy but 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 most but most of the time we don't hear that request and i think it's helpful to hear that that would be you know something to 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 suggest mm-hmm. it would be nice Great to idea. propose it to propose yes. it for the sake of the patients you know Absolutely. and for the sake of the staff because at that time yes. they have to uh they have to change they have to get the people out of the dining room i suppose and uh, right. and change them and put them to bed and all kinds right. of things and that is the time when they I think change uh, their duties or whatever sign in sign mm-hmm. out and and if these ones are happy at the other end then mm-hmm. they can deal with the ones here and now mm-hmm. and yes. everyone has something to do and the staff will appreciate it the patients will benefit from it. You know, it's, it's all around, and uh, there's not, not so much chaos and so much more happiness. And this one yeah. thing I've always thought about, but this is way out. Nobody's going to do this. Get a bus, <laughs> pick up, pick up um, yeah. senior, seniors from two facilities, and uh, come on, let's go somewhere. Let's have a party. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Let's go dancing for like hour and a half, then we go back. <laughs> yes. Oh dear. <laughs> Wouldn't I that like be great? That, that would yes. be great. Would I it? wonder if that and, is... uh, Yes. It would it would be great if it ever will come to that. And uh one last thing. <laughs> I was like yes. one last thing and um mm-hmm. is I'm noticing that more and more um, places, they uh, are using um, end-of-life end therapy, and they are using mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. We just have to be careful and know what their religious beliefs are. 
and uh, softly played music from the CD player. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it just changes the mood altogether. I feel that there's a calmness in the room. That's true, yes. And, you know, many music therapists work in end-of-life care, and we, we with the live music, we can really try to adjust as we go by taking some of the the patient's cues, you know, even the most the, the most subtle cue, whether it's by, you know, glancing over our way or whatever it might be, you know, and we'll we'll really work with the families and with the individual to try to make to make it the most, you know, comfortable and pleasant experience for them. Sure. Well, thank yeah. you for answering my questions. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your your ideas and your thoughts. I think it's really helpful and valuable for me. You know, one of the things that um, that Kate touched on was you know spirituality. And do you get a do you get an idea? Let's say if a family contacts you of what type of music somebody likes, or if they have favorite hymns, or you know whatever. Yes. So when when a family contacts us, uh, the first thing we ask them to do is fill out an intake form. And also a getting to a form that we call getting to know you, and that form is about their loved one, and it's it's really about just getting to know a bit about their history, um, if they you know if, where they grew up, if there's been some significant moments in their life that you know would be worth for us to know, if you know they've lived in in multiple places, and of course what kind of music they've enjoyed throughout their lives, uh, if there's certain songs that you know, we should steer clear of if there's certain songs that they engage most with. So we really find it helpful to gain some of that background information, especially if the, the client, the patient is, is nonverbal and can't communicate that with us. We find it very useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, was, one of the that... things, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that would make a, an awful lot of sense um, to be able to yes. have that. And, and I think sometimes um, sometimes families don't think about those things until they're asked to think about those things, you know, and the mm, impact that right. they have. And so I think that can be just a real kind of powerful moment in mm. and of itself for, for family members to realize that, well, this this really has an impact much much deeper than what we think. Because I think as a society, we kind of take music for granted and what it does mm-hmm. to our, our mood and our, our physical being um, and, and overall wellness there. So um, that's all I wanted to say. But go, go ahead and um, if you had some other things that you wanted to add there. I actually, I just wanted to add something from earlier. You know, you mentioned um, that you have some videos of your mom that you really that are really special to you. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share, we were, you know, speaking about working with the families of, of our patients and something we often do, we call it legacy work. And mm-hmm. this is what we do is we help uh, either together with the families or just with the patient, we help create some CDs or videos um, that are meaning, you know, that include meaningful music for the patient. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that looks like a, we call it a musical autobiography. So maybe, you know, the, the patient and, and the music therapist will sing songs um, that have been really important throughout the, the individual's life. You know, maybe a song from when they got married, their wedding dance song, and um, a song that reminds them of when they had their their children. 
And then that's mm-hmm. something that we can then pass along to, to family members and to loved ones that becomes a really special memento for them. Yeah, it it really is very, very special. Now, one thing yeah. that we haven't talked about, we've kind of been focusing on, you know, person diagnosed or, a, you know, a resident. Mm-hmm. Um, how about, you know, how can music therapy help um, a care partner of someone living with Alzheimer's d- disease, um, you know, or another form of dementia? Yeah. So in a number of ways, music therapy can help. One one way is that a music therapist can take time to to help sort of educate the caregiver on ways that they can use music when the music therapist isn't around. Um, mm-hmm. And just, you know, can, can teach them some of the best ways and the, the most effective ways for for that specific patient um, on, you know, what, what is going to help what is going to help them and how, you know, instead of just having music on in the background, what are some really specific ways you can use it? Another way, you know, sometimes, sometimes the caregiver is really included in the music therapy if, if it serves them well. And sometimes this means helping the caregiver and the patient really bond through music Mm -hmm. making together um, because perhaps many of their moments outside of the sessions are filled with, you know, tension at times or, or challenges, but then we can help facilitate, you know, really nice moments of bonding and relaxation together. Other times it can simply be a really wonderful opportunity for the caregiver to take time for themselves because the music therapy is often, you know, engaging enough for the individual that the, the caregiver has has time to take care of themselves a little bit. <laughs> So those are just a few ways that we can work with the caregiver. Um, there also have been many music therapists who run groups specifically for caregivers. And in these groups, you know, we use music to help facilitate relaxation and help facilitate um, reflection and sort of discussion around some of the challenges and, you know, and joys and, and everything that comes along with caregiving. I like that. Um, and I think that that's something people don't think about. Um, I love the bonding together, people being able to take a little bit of respite, which just basically means a break, <laughs> you know, yes. or you yes. don't have somebody um, that you're responsible to. Maybe it's for an hour, you know, maybe you want to take a nap or, you know, do whatever you want to do, pay your bills um, and just be undisturbed or read a book or listen to some music yourself. Um, yes. I, I think, you know, we're, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that that ability to help um, a care partner take care of themselves because self-care isn't something that's usually high on the list of things to do. Um, people forget about that, and, and it's just so, so critical. So I liked when you also mentioned about groups that work on relaxation and reflection. I think that mm-hmm. that's very important. I did want to ask you about you had mentioned about you, know, you could help um, the care partners in terms of how to use music. Um, yes. You know, when when the music therapist isn't there. Can you give us just a couple of examples? Sure. So one example, you know, similar to what I mentioned earlier about meeting the individual where they are. So mm-hmm. something that a caregiver can do is create a playlist um, and they can create a, I would call it a purposeful playlist. And 
you know, you can select how many songs. So, for example, let's say you select five songs that will be on this playlist. And you select it in advance for, for what you need. So, you're going to, the beginning of the playlist is going to meet the individual and the mood that they are. And then the end should be for their desired mood state. So let's mm-hmm. say the individual you, you're caring for often, often gets agitated and maybe a bit, you know, displays some, some you know, frustration. And then mm-hmm. the playlist can, the first song can begin with something that's perhaps, you know, going to meet them in that space. So a song that they, all the songs should be songs that they enjoy um, from from their past that they that they can relate to. But the first song could potentially be a little bit more upbeat and a little bit more energized. And then slowly, slowly, by the fifth song, you'll hope that it's a, it's a song that they enjoy just as much, but that's a bit more calming and relaxing. Um, so you can work with the caregiver to help create some of these playlists in advance. Um, and it can even, you know, it doesn't have to be about moving from an agitated state to to a, a more relaxed state. It can also be even, you know, getting ready for sleep could be could be another one if the individual has uh, a lot of trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. So we can create those playlists in advance together. Yeah. Well, I've heard of people where they don't want to get out of bed. And so it's just even mm-hmm. music to, to wake you up. And I know just even on yeah. iPhones and stuff, you can get some of that stuff that's just kind of, like you said, it meets you where you are. You're still sleepy and groggy and really relaxed. Yes. <laughs> and then the exactly. beat kind of picks up going, get moving, get moving. Um, yeah, Absolutely. I think that's, that's a great example. Yeah. So I, I and now I have heard two people talk where there can be music, um, and even in combination with aromatherapy that can help people eat because sometimes eating can be an issue for some people. Mm-hmm. Have you found that? I haven't worked it with anyone who's, who that was an issue specifically, um, mm-hmm. but I can I can imagine that that would you know that could be an intervention for sure. Um, in terms of just sort of maybe improving mood in the moment and and kind of orientation to to time and and place, um, mm-hmm. but no, it's not something that I've ever encountered. Okay, okay, yes. fair enough. Yes. I'm gonna yes. pull Kate back into the conversation. I'm sure she's got some sure. more questions there. Kate, you still with sure. us? Yes. Any any questions that you thought of? And listening to this last half about helping caregivers and, and how music therapy can assist them. Flurry and uh, all of that, those things going on. But I do notice that they say, where's Kate? <laughs> they mm-hmm. say, Kate, your, your guys are taking bath because you're not here. I say, what's the problem? We- you're cutting in and out, it seems like. You still there, Kate? Oh, I don't know if we've got a bad connection or or um, what. The guy mute. The guy muted me. And no, nobody muted you. It just—I don't know. You just okay. kind of cut out can there. You, we can hear oh, you now. Can you hear me? So, yep. So go can ahead. Can you hear me? Big big band music, whether it is cheap big ba- big band music or whatever really, really does something to the guys 
when they are taking a bath, <laughs> at first they will yes. scream at you and say, what do you think I am, a girl, you know, why Why do I have all this bubble bath and everything? And mm. said, just relax, this is a spa or something. And then, you know, they'll slowly get used to it. And uh, they love big band music for some weird reason. Big band music for bath time. Um, you know, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that because many times, uh, you know, that I've worked in care facilities, I do get uh-huh. requested to join during bath time, um, especially uh-huh. with, the, with the individuals who have built, you know, a really long-lasting relationship with, yeah. and they feel comfortable right. with me, right? And then they, uh-huh. it really does help to kind of ease the, ease the challenge of, of that period of the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then slowly... It's, it comes from, like, bubble bath to bath bombs to, you know, um, <laughs> eucerine cream. And, uh, and in the end, it's, they become so totally spoiled, and they will not uh, take a bath and if I'm off duty. It's like, hey, this is not my job. Yeah. <laughs> I am not the big band music uh, con- conductor or whatever, you know. You guys all have yes. to come to an in-service <laughs> on how yes. to give all this, you know. They're affiliated with a university and uh, they're, they're often working. They're emeritus, but they act right. like they're professors. And uh, you mm-hmm. just have to play along. And uh, one mm-hmm. was a composer, a very famous composer, and you have to give them what they want at that mm. moment, but sometimes they do know. He was composing a song for me, and uh, I went the next day, and I said, where's my song? She said, I tore it up. I said, oh, my God, what happened? They don't have the kind of paper I want, nor the pencil. Okay, fine. Mm. So I don't have my song, you know? You just mm-hmm. have to play along with them. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and same with the big band music, and uh, this there's a, a, a gentleman who was independent living, I think. I don't quite know. <laughs> and uh, every yeah. time I I pass by his room on the way out, I always hear Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. I poke my head in, and then he just winks at me. He says, want to stay a bit? Because I love those songs that he played. And then he says, yeah. you know what? And I want to thank you. For the longest time, nobody has ever turned my bed down. Isn't that so special? It makes you um, want to work for free. You know, they're special people. I love all of them. I love their music. Yeah. And there's a guy that was there to take care of his wife, but he went first. And uh, the people mm-hmm. from his church, they have no children, no relatives, came every day. And uh, just held his hand and and sang hymns to 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 Al. Oh, and, that's uh, nice. That's yeah, nice. Isn't that beautiful? It really that is. So beautiful. And I can't yes, believe our hour very... is almost up here. We only have a few more minutes oh. left. So I wanted to um just okay. uh, pull it back to Maya and see if she had anything else that she you know that maybe we missed <laughs> that she wanted to tell the audience at all. Um, any other tips you know that we I, forgot? 
You know what? I think we covered everything. I just, you know, want to share that, you know, during COVID specifically, you know, music therapy is always beneficial for for those living with dementia. Um, most of the time, you know, most of the time, but it's it's really what during COVID we find that often residents and care facilities and those who are living at home really benefit from it now more than ever just due to isolation you know and and the challenges that come along with with that and the challenges that come along with you know the decrease in programs and activities that are available for for them so just just to say that music therapy can be really make a a significant impact on their quality of life and um enjoyment from day to day during these times. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I want to mention to people how they can get a hold of you too. They can go to Maya music therapy.com. That's M I Y a music therapy.com. Or you can always um, email her as well at info at Maya music therapy.com. And she is on Facebook. Um, same name, Maya Music Therapy, uh, and also on Instagram as well. So make sure to uh, feel free to go ahead and reach out to her, and um, you know she'd love to be able to serve you. And you know nowadays with with our virtual world we're living in, it doesn't make any difference where you're located. It's very easy for people to connect um, virtually and still have great outcomes um, and engagement through this process. So again, Maya and Kate, I want to thank you both for being part of the show today. I really, really appreciate your time and um, all the information that you shared. Thank you very much. Thank you, both of you. Great. And for our listeners, I hope that you like, click, and share this. So um We need to get more people understanding what music therapy is really about and the power that it holds to ignite memories and change our moods and and leverage that to our best behalf. Um, And, you know, you don't have to have dementia for music to have an effect on your life. Um, Just turn on any channel and and you will know um, exactly how you're being affected by it. So, Thank you all for being with us. Um, I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and we will see you next time. Bye now. Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.